motorcycle men. If you have a need for new and exciting products, Zero3D.com takes a clean slate approach to design and manufacturing. Zero3D.com features a wide variety of innovative products for the Harley Touring Market and other Harley Big Twins such as the Softail and Trike models. Zero3D's product line includes parts for performance, comfort, and lighting. You'll be getting components of great quality and are affordable for the rider. Because we are riders, we have a passion for design and innovation, and there's always something new to see at Zero3D.com. All of our products offer easy installation. With the proper tools and a little experience, you'll be able to get a part or accessory from Zero3D on the bike with no welding, grinding, or cutting. At Zero3D, we also have a design team with over 40 years of experience, and because our story is deeply tied to motorcycles, we offer great customer service when you need it. And Zero3D's design team is at all the big rallies where we are talking to riders and are working with riders face-to-face. Zero3D products are distributed in the United States by Drag Specialties, in Europe by Parts Europe and Zodiac, and in Asia by Twin Art. Check at your local Harley dealer and ask for Zero Parts. Visit Zero3D.com or call us at 715-808-808. 0027 if you have any questions about any Zero3D.com product. Design is the landscape of the mind, where innovation dwells. We are Zero, zero Zero3D.com. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 93 of the Motorcycle Men podcast. I am Ted, here in the V2 Cafe, in that corner booth again. So... First of all, thank you very much for tuning in and listening to this episode, and of course for all, listening to all of Motorcycle Man episodes. The Motorcycle Man podcast comes to you absolutely free to listen to and download, and this is thanks to our sponsors, donations, some subs- subscribers to the show. We mention the supporters and friends of Motorcycle Man on each episode, and we ask that you patronize them as well, and please let them know that you heard them here heard about them here on the Motorcycle Men podcast, and this raises awareness of their products and services, and it's good for everyone. Additionally, 50% of all contributions via Patreon and all direct donations will be donated to VetRest, and VetRest helps all veterans who live with PTS, post-traumatic stress, and we here at the Motorcycle Men are doing our part to make sure our servicemen and women are taking care of your help regardless of its size, goes a long way to help them. If you'd like to help out our vets and the show, you can make a one-time contribution by clicking on the Donate button on the homepage at www.motorcyclemen.us, or you can click on the Patreon button there as well if you'd like to make a monthly donation. Thank you for listening and telling your fellow riders about Motorcycle Men. That is another great way to show your support and appreciation as well for the show. Now... As you know, the Motorcycle Men are Harley guys. We love our Harleys, and we're cruiser dudes, so that's the thing there. And as listeners, you also know that we respect and appreciate all types of riders and what they ride, be that a scooter or a spider. Well, maybe not all of us on that one, but we do love anyone who twists the throttle. One of the great things about doing this podcast is that it has enabled us to attend events 
like the International Motorcycle Show in New York City at the Jacob Javits Center. And we get to see new and improved products, innovative products, and motorcycles, of course. This last time at the IMS event, we had the chance to see a new radical motorcycle that is on the verge of hitting the streets. Vanguard Motorcycles has created a fresh design uh, that will certainly get your attention. With that, I have with me Mr. Francois Tierney, of the CEO of Vanguard Motorcycles. All right, joining me now, all the way from uh, Brooklyn, New York, at the Brooklyn Navy Yard, uh, Francois Tierney, the owner and uh, chief cook and bottle washer over at Vanguard Motorcycles. Uh, Mr. Tierney, welcome to the Motorcycle Men podcast. Thanks, Ted. Very happy to be on this podcast. I'm glad you can make it. We had the opportunity to see Vanguard Motorcycles uh, at the IMS show in New York City, and we were quite impressed with the style and the design of the motorcycle, and that's why we have you here. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what inspired the creation of Vanguard Motorcycles as a whole? All right. Thanks, Ted. Well, first of all, it's great that you came uh by our booth at the New York Motorcycle Show and had a first-hand impression of our motorcycle. Um, and, and I know you, you describe you guys as like Harley guys, so you know, let me start by asking you a question, Ted, sure. before I answer all your questions. What Harley passionate guys think when they see a motorcycle like the Vanguard? Because, you know, we, there's some American style in it, and, and you know, there's a geometry, and there's, there's a choice of engine that you know, as a V-twin, large displacement V-twin. So right. how do Harley people react when they see our motorcycle? Uh, again, speaking uh, in terms from the motorcycle, man, uh, it, we, th- we, we liked it. It's radical. It's different. Uh, and it has that V-twin roadster hot rod look, which we like. So, huh? yeah, that's it's very attractive. We're very curious about how it rides and how it feels. But we like the radical look of it, and again, it looks like a hot rod, something that you'd really enjoy to ride. Okay. No, thanks. Thanks for that straightforward answer, and in, in happy you liked it. Yeah. They, you know, one of the one of the uh, learning of this New York Motorcycle Show was that uh, Harley Harley riders kind of liked it, but like non Harley rider riders really loved it, and and I'm like, okay, is this something that we did? wrong or we did not do enough that to be appealing to Harley riders or, or really are we in fact as we thought at the very beginning of Vanguard offering something that's not going to please everyone but it's going to be attractive for, for a majority of riders anyway so that's the inspiration of the creation for the creation of Vanguard motorcycles it's it's about you know identifying a gap in the market the premium motorcycle segment not being um you know, populated enough with different design, different innovation, uh-huh. different things, and and thinking, gee, you know, what if on top of those beautiful models and brands that already exist, and you know, we are we at Vanguard are supporters of all the motorcycle diversity and brands. What about creating something you know different, something that people would look at and say it doesn't look like X, Y, or Z, but it looks like its own. And it's bringing a sense of, you know, premium in the sense of like it's an elevated quality, it's an elevated performance, it's an elevated object type of thing. And, and you know, through the design and everything, but it would be affordable because that's a, that's a key thing in the motorcycle uh, culture that it, 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 
It has to be real and affordable, and it, it would be like an addition to the existing pool of motorcycle and, and you know, be an additional choice. Right. That's, you know, how we, we got to create Vanguard of, as like a, a distinct product, not trying to emulate anything that is already on the market, but trying to flow our own way and our own design and style and philosophy behind it. Great. Now, well, tell us about the motorcycles themselves. Like, right. what designs and what style you have, what, right. what so, the equipment? So, um, from the very beginning, the idea was to create a motorcycle, and more than a motorcycle, a brand uh, around those motorcycles that would express, you know, on the one hand, um, a, a very contemporary design and expression of what a motorcycle is or should be, and at the same time, um, it's an industrial thinking um, about how we're going to design, engineer, develop, manufacture, source, and eventually sell this motorcycle so that in terms of cost, in terms of price, in terms of availability, in terms of reliability and quality, and in everything that makes a modern motorcycle beautiful and enjoyable, we should have the same standard, if not better, so that we have, at the end of the day, something that is different. Nobody's saying it looks like a Harley or a Ducati. It's something different. It's a choice. Uh, it's an alternative. But in terms of price, cost, maintenance, service, availability, quality, durability, reliability, we're uh, on par with the best standards of the industry. Well, I'll tell you what, as far as it goes for different, it is certainly different. It definitely has a different look than any other motorcycle I have ever seen. Uh, so you hit the mark definitely there. I want to talk to you a little bit more about, about your, your design further later on in the interview. But for right now, what gave you the inspiration for the name Vanguard? Um, you know, for, for almost two and a half years, the motorcycle development had no name. And the company had no name, and that was on purpose because we didn't want people to know about what we were doing, okay. and we wanted to, you know, reveal to people the, the name and, and, and the motorcycle prototype when it was ready, not before. So people had a peek at the Brooklyn Navy Yard in our, in our little building, but uh, we, we really revealed and we really got the name only a few weeks before we unveiled it at the um, New York Motorcycle Show. And... Vanguard Motorcycles, or Vanguard, um, came to us as the best description, and it's only one word, of what we're trying to do. I mean, in the, in the, term, in the term Vanguard, it's, it's avant-garde, it's uh, forward-thinking, it's very contemporary, it's looking for innovation, it's pushing the boundaries, it's pushing the envelope, it's looking for what's next in that world... And, but at the same time, Vanguard doesn't, doesn't sound like revolution or, or crazy, crazy innovation or um, uh, complete, you know, complete risk-taking. Vanguard, is a, it's, it's a movement. It's, in everything we do, we try to think differently, trying to bring something you know, to, to, to the industry and, and to what we're doing instead of just like trying to look smart or, or trying to impress you know, on things that have no design or no engineering or no commercial reality. Right. Everything you do is in, in, in that mind. And so we came across the name Vanguard. Of course, it's a major financial institution, but Vanguard Motorcycle is actually our property now. 
So you, you've basically gone on and create, you created your own brand, which is a smart move. Well, smart or crazy, you know, it depends <laughs> who you talk to. Um, I think it's it's very ambitious, and this is why we would take this ambitious this ambition in a very slow and pragmatic and realistic and humble way. Um, there are too many stories of people trying to create brands, motorcycle brands especially, that didn't right. make it. I mean, I hope we do, but we got to be very humble about this. This is, you know, it's, it's climbing Mount Everest in flip-flops, really, as I used to describe it. Uh, <laughs> and, well, you know, we'll give it a chance. Yeah. And definitely Vanguard as a, as a new name, a new brand, as opposed to taking a, an old brand or a disappeared brand, which would have made no sense given the fact that all we do is about contemporary innovation and design, not about legacy from the past. Right. Oh, I'll tell you what. Now, you guys started when? When did you actually start Vanguard Motorcycles? What year? 2014. Oh, um, so you're relatively new. created a bit before, but yeah. uh, really, you know, the first... The first um, the first uh, renderings and, and, and materialization of the ideas we had was Spring 14. Really. Okay, when was the first prototype completed? Um, it was completed in June uh, 16. Wow. And, um, you know, first cranked in September. And, uh, you know, the first, uh, the first writing was, uh, was in November. So that was just before the IMS show. Yes. The, wow. And, and also one of the reasons why we didn't force that uh, any further is we didn't want to crash or burn or damage the only prototype, sure. working prototype we had and wanted to show at the, at the, um, at the IMS uh, show something that was functional but hadn't been destroyed by engineers or crashed by some inexperienced <laughs> writer. Well, that, that doesn't happen, does it? <laughs> oh my God! We, we we got close a couple of times of like having a fifty thousand dollar retail bill. Oh my God! <laughs> well, glad that didn't happen. So now you guys are located at the Brooklyn Navy Yard. How has that location been for developing the motorcycles? Have you had any challenges with that? Um, the, the Brooklyn Navy Yard is in, a, in an awesome place to do any industrial venture, um, and it's. Not only an awesome place, but it's also one of the only places really where you have a, an industrial ecosystem where you have, um, you know, private grounds and you have enough space and support to have an industrial uh, facility um, very close to the city. It just happened that um, Ed Jacobs lives in Brooklyn. I live in Manhattan. And so, you know, we didn't want to move to Florida or right. California or Hawaii just to build this motorcycle. So I had to find some um, some industrial space close to where we live. And I have to say the Brooklyn Navy Yard, by all means and on all dimension of it, is, is really, really amazing. And it's funny because a lot of people don't know the Brooklyn Navy Yard is that back in the uh, the 30s and 40s, that was actually a Navy Yard. That's where the Navy had their ships uh, ported. So it's pretty interesting that now it had this major transformation, and now motorcycles are coming out of there. Yeah, it's 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 actually um, it, a lot of the of the um, of the businesses that are on the Brooklyn Navy Yard. They're all industrial manufacturing business, but a lot of them are B2B or uh, Department of Defense or 
or uh, linked to the movie industry because they're Steiner Studio. So they don't have a, a product or they don't have something to show for, really. Like, you know, they're cutting woods and doing props or they're creating some secret weapons or whatever. Right. But So the motorcycle is was, was, is, is an easy easy thing for the Brooklyn Navy Yard to relate to and say, you know, it's the... It's the motorcycle that's going to be built in the book at the Brooklyn Navy Yard. It's, it's it's an easy project for them. Great. Now the design. I know we talked. You talked briefly about the design. Now it's a very radical design and a total departure from the standard motorcycle frame. Now what? Tell us about that that frame, that design. What made you come to that particular layout? Uh, all right. So it's. So there's a, there's a difference between in words between design and styling. What we do is is really industrial design and not not styling, in the sense that all the design that you see on the motorcycle comes from a functional requirement. Uh, and then uh, Ed Jacobs' uh, talent is actually from a from a functional requirement uh, make the parts speak to each other and integrate in a in a global design. So there's some cues that you can see on the um, look, just looking at the motorcycle. Yeah, I'm looking um, at the website right now. Yeah, very contemporary, straight lines, minimalistic in many aspects. Uh, and, you know, um, attention to detail was extremely important. Uh, I'll take two examples. The first one is all wires, electrical, hydraulics, any, any wire is hidden and integrated into the motorcycle. Yeah, I've seen Things that. Cycle like a, a human body where all the internal stuff, you know, is inside. Nothing is outside really hanging out. And so this, the same way the motorcycle has been designed so that every passage, every every hydraulics, every electrical line and wires and you name it, it's been integrated inside in a way that respects the design and not just kind of interfere with the general image of the of the motorcycle. Uh, second, second idea was to pay attention to little things that usually get overlooked. And turn signals is a good example. We integrated it into the body of the motorcycle, and they flip out as you turn on the motorcycle, and then flip back in as you really? turn off the motorcycle. Oh. The idea here is is nobody has ever said, "Oh, wow, you got a motorcycle! Look at these beautiful turn signals." You know, they're all always afterthoughts, and most of the time they're not really pretty. And this is why, actually. Uh, a lot of people throw them off and put some uh, aftermarket parts that are better designed, smaller, with an LED, you name it, you know. And so we thought, well, if people do that, it's because inherently it's not really pretty. So we went back to the homologation rule and said, what could be done within the homologation parameters that would integrate in the design and look relatively good? And, you know, we ended up with this integrated turn signal into the body of the motorcycle that flip out and flip back in. I see, I see that. Of, of how the motorcycle design's been thought through, um, attention to detail, contemporary, minimalistic, very functional-oriented, and at the end, trying to um, represent a motorcycle, not trying to hide anything. You, you can see in the motorcycle that there is, on the part of that, there is, no covers or no part whose function is going to be to hide or right. conceal anything. Everything is 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 visible, and and more than that, we've introduced some transparencies. And I know we had a lot of questions from people at the show and, and, and at the building saying, "Well, you know, those transparent parts you have on the motorcycle, this is just for show, just to show us." 
Right. And and the thing is, no, they are they will be made out of a um, a uh, hardened transparent material called Lexam uh, for production, and you will see the cam belts. You will see the suspension through, you know, this glass. You will see the universal joint turning. You will see a number of things like this because we believe that um, showing the mechanical underlying uh, mechanism of the motorcycle is, is part of the experience as well. Right. I noticed that I'm looking at these pictures, and I noticed that the Vanguard badge isn't anywhere on the motorcycle. Was that intentional? Um, yes and no. It was a uh, lack of time to put it on. <laughs> okay. also, and, and also, it was, it was a, uh, it's a thinking that we have. It's like, where should it be? And we don't want to preempt a location until we're 100% sure this is going to be the right location. And as you know, uh, this is a prototype. It, it, it needs to be developed and, and further engineered and, and industrialized. Mm-hmm. And some of the parts might change a little bit. Some shape might be altered a little bit. So, you know, putting a logo or brand name on the motorcycle is probably going to be the absolute last thing that we're going to do. I guess that's a good choice. I noticed, I did notice on the motorcycle when we saw it at the IMS show that you have the exhaust porting out the bottom just in front of the rear wheel. That's, that's, a, that's quite a radical departure from the standard off to one side. It is. It is. Um, although it is not as different and crazy. I mean, the, the fact that it's got a cover and, and hence it visually integrates into the, uh, the, the, the engine is, is, that is a departure from the traditional, you know, pipe and muffler that is ha- hanging outside the motorcycle. Right. Um, but the technology that we're using and what we're, the way we're packaging this exhaust is actually not so far away from a traditional, um, a traditional exhaust. And, and, and that is, uh, without revealing any development secret, is sure. this is actually one of the area that we've got to work on to make sure that in terms of uh, volume of gas expansion, heat transfer, counter pressure, we get through our innovative design the same uh, performance as a traditional muffler. All right. Now, the current, your website now currently only shows the one model. And at the IMS show, I had asked the question, well, what other models? And, and someone had mentioned a cruiser and a, uh, a sport touring model. Now, uh, is there any other models coming? Correct. I mean, one of the key features of this motorcycle is to be a modular design. It's actually oh. uh, made in three parts that can be completely assembled on the bench separately. You have the front end. You have the top end, and you have the power plant. All right. And, and, and final transmission. Um, visually, you can you can see how you know you can you can cut on top of the cylinders. You have the top end, and you just can you know put aside the, the front end. So the idea would be to keep the uh, the the power plant and final transmission part, and uh, design different top ends and front ends okay. on that same basis. So. That work has started, and eventually we hope to be able to show on, on that power plant a cruiser version with a lower seat with, um, with a handlebar coming towards the, uh, the rider and a different rate for the front end and a different front end altogether, and also a more cafe racer, racer-type version, a little bit you know, more forward 
uh, position for the writer. So essentially, if somebody had the finances and were able to, they could buy the main component, basically the power plant, and then buy the other the components, and depending upon their riding no, mood that weekend... No, they, they would not be able to do that. No. They would not be able to do that because there's a lot of competition on okay. uh, on this uh, of tuning. Just take one being the ABS. The ABS is going to be proprietary to each model. Okay. And so if you move... And, and, and I mean, it is technically possible, but it would require a very well-equipped shop to do, <laughs> okay. and it would entail a lot of, of, of modification on the electronics, on the ECU and the ABS of the motorcycle. Right. So although it's been a modular design, it's not it's, snapped together. Right. It's, <laughs> okay. it's a modular design. Think of it about you know, complexity reduction on the manufacturing side right. rather than offering a, 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 a you know, plug-and-play, click-and-unclick type of motorcycle to, uh, to customers. Okay. Now, the engine, is that a Vanguard design? Why don't you tell us about that? So that's, that's an uh, SNS X-Wedge that has been integrated into a structural design by Vanguard. So we have a partnership with SNS. And we've accessed the internals of the X, SNS X-Wedge engine so that we made sure that in terms of performance, reliability, serviceability, we had a tried-and-true proven engine, which we have. Now, we wanted to give it a different design and, ha- and, and accomplish different functions, uh, namely being a stress member of the motorcycle. Right. So partnering with with SNS, we've integrated the internals of their engine into our externals, and the result is you'll have X wedge power on a Vanguard design. That's a, it's a great looking engine the way it's integrated into the whole system. It's really, really very, very attractive. Unless you know it's an X wedge, it's hard to guess it's an X wedge. I mean, some people had guessed, but it's it, it doesn't really look like a stock X wedge, and that's on purpose. Is because we wanted to actually take, combine, you know, the best of both worlds, uh, tried and true performance with original proprietary design. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny because I don't, I don't know much about motorcycle engines, I'll be 100% honest with you. So when I saw, first saw the engine uh, and I didn't see any badging on it, I assumed right away it was a, a Vanguard creation. It's really wonderful the way you've integrated it into the whole system. It's really beautiful. Thank you. So now, as far as it goes for the type of rider that you're you're looking to get, what what kind of what's your target rider? Who's 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 going to want to buy this motorcycle? And are you getting orders now? Yeah, um, it's really hard to pinpoint. You know, a typical target rider. Um, we got interest from a lot of people coming from very different backgrounds. You know, uh, diehard uh, motorcycle collectors who said, you know, I want one. To People who see it for the first time and say, you know, there's nothing in the market that makes me feel like writing, but I'm thinking that, you know, I could, I want to, you know, get my license and start writing with that beast. Right. So it's really hard to, well, you know, there's a few things. Um, the price point, uh, it's going to be offered at $29,900, $29, meaning that, you know, it's a certain level that probably is not affordable to everyone and it's going to attract some type of, of writer mm-hmm. who are ready to consider the, the, this value. Um, also, um, you know, it's a very large displacement engine. 
uh, V-Twin. It's so it's a, you know, it's it's how would I say it's it's a statement. Right. So you know, people will have to be comfortable with that. Uh, and then depending on how it rides and how people feel it rides, and you know, it might attract some other people. But as as I said, you know, we had from the first on, we had more response of people interested coming from non-Harley world right. than Harley. Um, and I think it's because the Harley brand is, is so powerful and, and, you know, so ingrained that people say, hey, I'm a Harley rider and maybe, you know, they, they're not open to new things. And I'm, I'm just, you know. Yeah, I'm I just, understand. No, I get it. And that's, just, that's, that's, the general con, that's the general consensus, actually. But. And, you know, we, we, we got a few pre-orders um, for, for the motorcycle. I mean, we, we're not very actively... Um, advertising those pre-orders because we're still months away from delivering the first one so i mean i don't want people to to wait for too long and but we'll we'll crank up that effort and i have to say most of the pre-orders that we have now are coming from either people who would you know anyway buy anything new that extraordinary like this or from people that come from mostly european brands all right now you're calling this bike the roadster Yes. Is that, is that, so now, it, as far as it goes for the roadster, is Vanguard going to create dealerships, or are you going to like partner with other dealerships so the consumers can see these bikes and and try them eventually? Is that the plan? Um, I'm I'm not sure how it's going to work. To be honest, um, the 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 easiest way or the easier thinking about it is to say, well, you know, we're going to point dealers, and the dealers going to have them in their in their shop and so people go to these dealers and test ride it and and yeah we could we could definitely um we could definitely go this way but um at the other end you know we don't want to be the tesla of motorcycle like opening our own dealerships i, I don't right. think it makes any economical sense and it, it will be a wrong message but there's so many ways of approaching a motorcycle and, and getting acquainted to a brand and uh, testing things and, and building a relationship with a customer, with a brand, depending on which side of the fence you are. Today, that you know, we keep in all options open uh, for distributing and servicing and enjoying this motorcycle. All right. Going back to the design of the motorcycle, can you tell me some specs on the motorcycle that that people would be interested in? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, the, um, the 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 main the main specs is um, the engine. Of course, it's 117 cubic inches. That's a 1.9 liter. Um, it's based on the X wedge, so it's a V twin, 56 degree angle, uh, air cooled. Um, we have a six uh, speed transmission on it. Um, in you know total, we're expecting about 110 foot pound of torque, and uh, depending on the homologation, be it, you know, uh, 49 state, California, Europe, Japan, I think you know the total power of the motorcycle. Um, be up to 140 horsepower. Wow! Which is what the uh, X wedge can deliver. That's impressive. Now you know Euro four uh, being very very stringent on on emission. You know might might pull it down to 100 or 110 horsepower. Right. But I think you know what is really important on this bike is 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 really the torque, and and that engine is is known to deliver a massive amount of torque, and it's going to be the riding pleasure. It's not going 200 miles per hour on a model way, which you're not allowed to do anyway. Yeah, right. but it's tricky to to go um, on the open road, having that you know 
super high torque that you know pulls you endlessly uh, from from one corner to the other. Right. Speedy was the experience going to be about. About about all the rest, you know, the riding position, the geometry of the motorcycle, it's 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 fairly standard. We've we've um, we've integrated, you know, best in class equipment. We have a fully adjustable forty eight millimeter all in suspension in the front. We're having a um, a an all in monoshock in the back. You know, we got uh, high end Brembo brakes. So on all on all those purchase parts or like um, third party parts, we. Just you know, picked um, higher end components that would you know be in sync with the positioning of the motorcycle, and in any case, gonna make the ride so much more enjoyable because it will be very well suspended, it will accelerate well, it will brake well. So we're not taking any uh, any uh, any risk here. I see. Now you know, I'm I'm looking uh, online and I see that it has a 5.5 gallon fuel capacity. And looking at the motorcycle, uh, we're wondering, where is the fuel tank? Well, the fuel tank is the carbon piece that you have right in front of the saddle. All right. That's, that's the, uh, that's the, the, car, that's the, 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 the location of each of the different elements is pretty standard, I would say. All right, because, you know, it's funny, looking at some of the, the photographs that I've seen, it almost looked like underneath that part was a lot of wiring and things like that. Uh, now, you're showing a 32-inch seat height. Uh, was that yes. pre- is that was is that adjustable? Um, in in the current version, is not adjustable. Uh, the prototype is thirty two inches high. But you know, one thing that you have to consider is like thirty two inches can be very high if the if the saddle is wide. But if if we trim down the saddle mm-hmm. and then you know your legs can can get closer together, then thirty two inches is not that high. Um, Truth of the matter is that I think you know we have a little leeway on the uh, on the seat height, and we could maybe go to 31 inches. Um, it, you know, the first test rides uh, will are giving us you know a lot of information about comfort and geometry, and this will be further enhanced so that you have you have something that is comfortable and is living the promise. All right. Now there are other motorcycles that could. That this motorcycle, your roadster, could actually fall into this category, but I want to get this from you. Does the the roadster fall into the same boutique category, like with arch motorcycles and Confederate motorcycles? Um, in a nutshell, no, and I explain why. There's two major differences with uh, the the two brands we you, you mentioned. The first one is our motorcycle is entirely proprietary. The way it is designed is not a custom motorcycle in this in in the sense and custom is a noble word mm-hmm. it, because it's actually assembling with talent uh, different parts and adding additional parts to transform something that was already fully engineered in something even better and and I think you know uh, what what a lot of those uh, small brand do is closer to custom than to have a manufacturing. Um, or industrial proprietary uh, process, which we have. The second big thing is those motorcycles exist in very few numbers at extremely high prices. Mm-hmm. Oh, on yeah. going to reach um, much higher volumes and definitely twenty nine 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 five as as a retail price. And if we can bring it down, we will bring it down. Our entire fight 
is offering that kind of quality and that kind of innovative design and engineering at the lowest price as possible that makes it palatable to a lot of writers and at the same time, you know, makes it uh, viable for us to exist. All right. It's, well, let me ask you. It's well, a difficult balance, but oh, yeah. really we're, we're, I mean, it, it might sound strange to say that, but, you know, one of our primary objectives is to bring the cost down of the motorcycle. All right. Well, let me ask you this. This is, like, a, this is a little off the cuff, but with electric motorcycles being uh, new to the market and they're coming in, and it, it seems to be waste a lot of people, especially out on the West Coast, want to go. Does that at all uh, intimidate uh, Vanguard motorcycles at all? No. Electric motorcycle uh, is a brilliant idea. Uh, I think it's the way for the future. Um, I think uh, it's it's different, you know. Um, I'm sure you've You've maybe tried the the Harley Davidson Livewire, or you probably haven't had the chance yet. No, or or a Bramo, or these electric motorcycles. Um, it's just like you know, a car a car buff uh, riding a Tesla, driving in a Tesla. Right. Usually the impression is pretty good, but it's a different thing. Yeah. You don't have the same feeling. You don't have the same um, up and down gear shifting. You you have a different experience. And I think the electric motorcycle is is a natural evolution in the motorcycle world, but it doesn't mean that suddenly there's going to be no gas motorcycle anymore. And I truly believe that there's going to be both for a number of years, and and eventually there'll be other combination of hybrid motorcycles, and there'll be new things coming up. So on our side, not to reveal any project, and this is why you know I ask you not to sure. make an interview too long. Vanguard is already working with a uh, very high-profile partner on a uh, on an electric motorcycle. Oh, that's very impressive. And you know what is behind this is is two issues. The the the, the first issue is going to be cost, cost and and usability, as we all know. You know nobody wants to have like a, uh, a, a an electric motorcycle looking like a 125 Korean CC <laughs> Korean <laughs> motorcycle. Nothing with Korean. Right. No. Um, Simple motorcycle, let's call it. That's gonna go for twenty grand. I mean, right. and the second thing is is uh, safety. Right. Uh, this is something also that has not been uh, emphasized enough. Uh, batteries come with a number of safety issues, same as gas, and 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 so you know the the crash uh, test safety of the battery pack and. Is it going to catch fire? How is it going to react if you get in a bad crash? What's going to happen if you run the motorcycle into a wall and, and it it's, you know gets smashed into smithereens? There's a lot of issues there, and and so we're working on to onto this usability slash cost aspect and also on the safety aspect. Sure. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm very impressed with, with what you've created here. This is a beautiful bike. So now where can people see the Roadster and learn more about it? Well, so, you know, the easier way is to go on to vanguard.nyc, our website, where you have some information. The second thing is to reach out to us. And, um, you know, for the uh, for those who really want to have a first-hand view is uh, make an appointment and come and see us in Brooklyn. Great. Uh, so now you guys are uh, you're still attending events, I, I assume. So tell us something about the events that you're, people can see the Roadster at and perhaps talk to you about it. 
Well, you know, um, right now the uh, the Roadster, as you've seen it at the New York Motorcycle Show, is in uh, in full development and industrialization. Sure. Um, so, meaning it spends most of the time either in Brooklyn or somewhere else, and um, and rarely fully assembled. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's possible to see it, but I don't. We don't have any event coming up, okay. and we don't have the ability, time, resources to actually attend all the events that we would love to attend. Um, just because, you know, there's only one functional prototype and we're using it for what really matters right now. It's like, you know, developing it and having a chance to put it on the road someday. Okay. Will you be at the IMS show this year, uh, 2017, in New York City? You know, um, we hope. Okay. <laughs> we hope. The um, Well, you know, New York is our home base, yeah. so... If we were to if we were to attend just one show per year, it would be the New York Motorcycle Show uh, at the Javits Center. Okay. One last question, and this is just arbitrary, just throwing this out there at you. Go ahead. When do you project that you, this motorcycle will be on the road for the public to go ahead and buy? Um, realistically, uh, riding season nineteen. Okay, that's good. It's good to know. This that's is a long time. But no, it, not really. <laughs> you're, you know, it's a complex product, yeah. and if you if you want to do something else, then just given given a semi homologated slash proven prototype to customers, but you really want to have them give them something that is an equivalent to the best in class out there. It takes a lot of work. Well, that's right. You want a finished product going to your customers, and you want them to be satisfied with what they're riding. Mr. Tierney, I want to thank you very much for joining the Motorcycle Men here on the, on the podcast. Thank uh, you very much it's for a, having me. It's you. absolutely a gorgeous bike that you've created, and I can't wait to see it and have the opportunity to ride one of these. You'll be one of the first. Well, thank you very much, sir. Uh, enjoy your day, and thank you for being on the podcast. All right. Thank you, Ted. Bye-bye. And thank you for listening to this episode 93 with Francois Tierney of uh, Vanguard Motorcycles. He's the CEO over there. Please check them out at www.vanguard.nyc for more information. Uh, And again, as always, don't forget to check out our friends over at Loud Pipes Podcast, the Throttled Podcast, Motorcycles and Misfits, Cleveland Moto Podcast, Motorific Podcast, Cafe Racer Podcast, and The Wheel Nerds. And for you video people, please check out Del Boy's Garage on YouTube. We might learn something from them. All of these podcasts and more out there do great things to promote and encourage our sport and our passion. So please patronize them as well. Also look at our sponsors, Love Jugs. Cool off your big twin with Love Jugs. That's love-jugs.com. And, of course, Zero 3D, our sponsor, providing with top quality accessories, comfort, and performance parts. For your big twin, Zero3D.com. They make some beautiful products, so please check them out. Uh, Also, our new friends over at Uclear Digital. Get your communication for all of your power sports, so you get to talk to your friends. Up to 20 of your friends you get to talk to with Uclear. Great product. Uh, Also, get your leather on with Surefire Designs. Get custom lids for your bagger. Just tell Joe G that the motorcycle men send you over. Also, uh, give Sims Designs a call. And tell them, uh, tell Jim over there that your bike ain't cool until it's Sims Designs cool. So give him a call. And of course, our good friend Dave Ackerman over at Tobacco Motorwear. And get yourself some Kevlar line jeans. What a kick ass product they got there. They like to drag people around to show off their jeans. 
All right, from Tim Buck to Chris the Joker and me, Ted, your host. Thank you for listening to the Motorcycle Men podcast. This was episode 93 with Mr. Francois Tierney of Vanguard Motorcycles. And this has been the Motorcycle Podcast, where we say stupid crap so you don't have to. Good night, everyone. <laughs>